You're listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is Cap Chat. Hey, everybody. We are live from Las Vegas. My name is Josh Tyler um, on location in Las Vegas. We are continuing with our Division One, um, talking with uh, Johnny Kwan. We'll bring him in, up in a little bit here and we'll chat about the um, life of a Division One player. Um, we are joined by by my friend, my colleague, my 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 mentor with hair, Tyler Tomlinson. How you doing, my friend? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, not, I guess. I guess. But, uh, but, uh, hey, hey, you know, we gotta, we gotta uh, live our best live our best life here in Kansas, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, and you live a pretty good life. Um, so, I mean, you, you got your he has your own fountain named after him, and and so yeah, you, you got a good thing going for you there. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's all right to tell people it's not my fountain. Let's have my name. Let's have my name though. Uh, you know, but I'll tell you this: no one, no, no one else has a fountain with their name on it. There is another. There is another fountain on campus. Oh well, we don't like those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to introduce Joe Weiland. Joe Weiland's from Missouri Rush as well. Uh, he's We're here in Vegas with the Mayor's Cup coaching the regional showcase team. Uh, Joe, Joe has made the trek with me, uh, and he is the formal director of operations for St. Louis University Division One. So he's going to have some cool insight about the Division One. Joe, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I hope you guys can hear me out there. Yeah, man. Tyler, you hearing good? Hear him good. Hear him good. All right, here, here, I'm good. There you go. I'm hearing I'm good here in Vegas. That's that's how you do hey, English, right? Hey, yes, Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> All right, this is the first time I get to see each other. I get to see Tyler. I get to see Joe. This is exciting to see people here. Um, so it's it's fun in Vegas. We're sweating, uh, and and so we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get into it. Um, I tell you, there's uh, a lot of things that that we we want to talk about. But one thing I want to talk about uh, real quick and, and, uh, is is I'm here at the Mayor's Cup, and and Tyler, are, are do coaches register for showcases and then and then not attend all the time? All the time. So is that? And maybe maybe we're diving. Maybe this has to be something something different to dive into because I feel like we're we're opening a, a a can of worms here. So I don't know. Is this maybe we? Uh, maybe we dive into this at at, at, a, uh, um, at a at a later date, though. So, um, what do you think, Tyler? Yeah, I think that you and I set something up where it could be uh, a fun for our little summer series to talk about showcases. So I'm I'm down oh. for that. Happens the summer series with Tyler and Josh, Josh Tyler, everybody. You heard it here first. We're going to finish this. And yeah, let's do that. Let's ta- let's table that discussion on on showcases and, 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 uh, and, and, and how that works for kids. Cause I know that's a topic and we're going to, we're going to table that to the summer. Um, so I don't have theme music. We're going to, but we're going to dive into it. I'm going to try to do something, something cool, maybe, uh, uh, for, for Tyler trend, but, uh, but this is all I got for it. Cause I got, I got no music, uh, and it's really messing with my mind. I can't stop thinking about it. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're going to head into Yahtzee! Tyler's trends, everybody. <laughs> I, uh, you didn't do the. You didn't try to channel Ruthie there to have her introduce us there. You guys didn't bring her with you to Vegas. Yeah, she got stuck at the rental car place. She's holding it for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So uh, for Tyler's trends this week, um, 
so it may be too late for those people that uh, are students that are uh, seniors going into college already, Josh, but uh, something that's been on my mind lately uh, is um, your summer planning, right? Your summer planning. So think about this for when you do decide to commit to a college. Um, and the summer before you start your freshman year of college, okay? Okay. A, a, a really simple thing that you can do is contact the coach that you're going to play for that August and email, text, call him or her and, and just ask this question. Do you have anything over this summer that I need to be aware of as I plan oh. my summer? Interesting. Because you're right. So many kids are so far behind. Do I have anything to do for this summer? And you always have something. Yeah. So mom and dad are going to want to try to plan, you know, uh, a week in Wisconsin, a week in California, a week in Florida. The worst thing you could probably do is the one or two days that your future coach is going to need you to help with a camp or be at something for the school that, you know, legally you can attend and you say, Oh, well, we're going to the grand Canyon that, that week. Sorry, coach won't be there. And then other players get that jump on you just to make an impression, develop right. relationships, things like that. They, and I'll tell you, I may be too late in, in giving this advice, but for upcoming, you know, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh graders that are going to move into that next stage group, once you commit, that's a very simple question that you should be asking your uh, future and then soon to be current coach once school gets out here in a, in a week or two. That's a great point, Joe. Coming from you know, when you're director of operations for St. Louis University, how much prep went into for the players in, in the summer? I mean, what was? I mean, there's a lot of stuff they had to do right to get ready for the season. Were you were you kind of overseeing some of that? Yeah. Now, Tyler, have you had, so, you know, that's the thing is, is, is once you commit, people kind of go, Oh, I'm done. But there's a lot <laughs> of paperwork. Needs, a lot of paperwork needs to be filled out. A lot of the boring mundane stuff that needs to get done that, that you may not be able to participate in practice Mm -hmm. until you have all this stuff done is, is is that is that correct oh yeah i mean the amount of things that you're going to have to fill out um and you're talking about like your housing forms your immunization forms making sure uh and, and this is a good question too for the recruitment process along the way do you as a coach pair me with someone that i live with in the fall or are you a coach that allows your players to put their information into the housing you know, formula and they just put you with somebody. So making sure oh, you understand the, the rooming situation and how that's going to work. You got to pick your meal plans. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that go into it outside of like, Hey, you know, we might need you to be at this camp or that camp. Uh, so try to be available yeah. for that weekend if you can. And, and, and like you said, camps are a great time to, to meet your, your future teammates, be on campus, meet possibly your, your, new classmates that are coming in. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a, that's a, that's, that's one of my favorite Tyler's trends. I'm gonna have to be honest with you. And Ruthie missed it. That's, <laughs> she's going to be very upset 
<laughs> she always is upset, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good one, man. That's cool. And that's, it's, it's, I think you had the summer series maybe playing because that is for the summer or going to the summer series. And, um, you know, well, I, cool. I try to look that at is... it, Josh, you, you and I are parents. So I try to look at it too from a parent perspective. You know, I want to be able to help my kid get in front of the coach as much as possible, get to know the teammates as much as possible. Yeah. So make sure you are trying to schedule your summer and everything you guys have going on in your families uh, around this this new opportunity of your kid going to be a freshman somewhere and that you're not taking away those opportunities that other kids might be getting. Yeah, very true. I love it, man. I love it. So, well, fantastic. Johnny, we normally have theme music, and I had a really cool one picked. It was going to be Nelly because you're in St. Louis, and um, <laughs> the, the, the music part is, is not working. So if you can imagine uh, Nelly playing right now uh, as I introduce uh, Johnny Klein. So I'm going to talk a little bit about him, and, and, and as picture in your mind that Nelly is, is, is playing, but – uh, Johnny is uh, going to be a senior at St. Louis University, uh, and here's the cool thing about him. And, and his grandfather, John, was a member of the Billikens National Championship team in, in 1959 and 1960. His dad, John, played at SLU in 85 and 86. His great-uncle, Tom, played for the Billikens in 1961 and then won the National Championship in 1962. Voted mm. uh, a, a-, 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 a- freshman of the year, second-team all-conference, um, Johnny Klein is, 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 uh, the Klein name is a legend in himself. And, um, so there, there's the introduction with Nelly playing Johnny. How you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me on guys. And, uh, Nelly's, Nelly's my guy. So <laughs> that's all, awesome. you know, with the, with the history of your family, you guys probably know Nelly. You guys are like, born in, I mean, you guys are like St. Louis legends. Yeah. No backstage passes and everything at every concert. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Were you the one white guy that was the backup dancer? Was that, that you? Was, that was me, yeah, standing on my head and spinning. <laughs> Break dancing. Yeah. <laughs> well, Johnny, man, welcome. Thanks for taking the time. I know you were in um, – this is finals week for you, correct? It is, yep. Just started. Yeah. We stopped it yesterday, so finals are just starting up. Let's let's start with that question then. If we're talking about finals, how how does right now as as a Division One athlete is is how how are finals? How, what does finals week look like? Or so I mean, I'm sure it's way actually different than, than high school. So what is what do the finals look like for um, a Division One athlete? Yeah, so um, there's classes all the way up until yesterday, and then you know it's called stop day. So there's no classes or anything, and. Um, there's no classes from here on out, but you will just have your exams at random, random times that your teachers give you. So for instance, I got an exam at two o'clock tomorrow. It's open from two to three 30. I just have to complete it. Um, then, so it's not, it's not like in high school where you're going from block to block, um, on normal days and you'll be taking your finals. It kind of just shuts down. And since they're, difficult finals you need to study a lot for them you'll have a lot of time on your hands and it's just about managing which classes you need to prioritize um to just keep your gpa where it needs to be at how have how have finals changed because you're going to be so you're junior right now but how have finals changed with COVID from from the previous years so you've been you've been through a normal collegiate season now we had opposite the COVID shenanigans, how, how, how are finals different this year for you? Right. They've been 
vastly different. Um, nothing in person, so I haven't taken any tests or any finals in seat this entire year. A lot of presentations and stuff that you have to record on Zoom and submit to your teacher via email. So essentially everything is just online and you'll use a lockdown browser where the computer's looking at you. And if you make, you know, if you look away or you're looking at your phone or something, it'll flag it and it'll tell the teacher, you know, there could be a cheating instance or an academic integrity problem um, within it. So it's very different. Uh, a little bit difficult, but we've all adjusted pretty well to it. Can we go back to the lockdown browser? So, so you're taking the test with 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 the webcam, and it's and it's looking. And if I do this and look down, imagine I know Johnny can't see me, but I just looked away. But you look away, and and, and it it triggers something, so a teacher knows you may have just cheated. Right. It'll like it'll warn you. It'll wow. say that was a flag and then warning you're warning you're cheating i know i know quit telling people <laughs> right right <laughs> um no but yeah you have to download the software onto your computer and then it's it's pretty uh pretty tight on stuff like that so no one's no one's getting away wow. with anything yeah Josh Tyler, and i wouldn't have, have made it we're communication majors for a reason <laughs> yeah. Hey, these aren't tattoos. These are just marks from my test cheating on test. From the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1862 Columbus. <laughs> that's insane, man. That's um, that's 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 your that's, that's insane. Good technology. Yeah, for sure, man. You're right, Joe. Yeah, it is. It's uh. So then you got finals. So I know that once it really fit the topic. I don't think too many kids care about finals. Um. So, um, look, I kind of want to start about division one and, and you jumped, um, and first of all, how, how was the, what was the biggest surprise from high school and, and club to division one slew soccer? Um, in terms of playing, uh, I think the, the biggest thing is just the intensity that everyone trains with day in and day out. A lot of kids will probably be the best player on their team on an off day in high school. You know, you can take a few days off. You're, you're still the top player. Coach is still going to play. You're still going to be in the lineup or in the 18 or whatever it is. But it, it's, or at, in Division One at SLU, if you have a string of, together a few bad sessions, you know, you could you not travel that weekend. You can lose your spot in the lineup. So it's really just a mentality of, coming every single day and and earning earning the spot that you came in for is is that so you know you the, the constant battle that that um was there time, i mean because you so you played uh, 15 out of 17 games i think your freshman year and, and was rookie of the year i mean what kind of prep did you have to do to make sure that you didn't get left behind on the bus i think the most important part is just controlling what you can control. And when I look at it, the one thing that guys can always control is their fitness level. During the summer, when I came into college, I was, we had, we knew we were going to run the beep test when we came in and I was like, all right, I'm going to be top five on the beep test. I'm going to let this coach know that like, I'm not messing around. I'm here, here for a spot. And so it's really just about controlling what you can control. I think 
on the field you'll you'll go through rough patches you know you won't have you won't be as sharp as you can be you won't be as clean on the ball as you would have liked that game but it's really just about the mentality of being being aggressive being fearless and just being fit and uh being able to play the style of soccer that your coach wants you to play interesting so and then so you're you're a 10 conference freshman of the year um how much prep did you go? And I know you know, Tyler's trends was talking about getting ready for, um, you know, coming into your freshman year. How much prep did you do in the off season prior to college that, that led to you being a freshman um, of, of the year? It was, it was a lot. I mean, I, two months out, I was already starting to think, okay, preseason's right around the corner. You know, I need to stay on the ball. I need to, um, keep running, keep keep doing those things. I mean, I can remember my family went on vacation two weeks before preseason. We went to the beach, and I just remember doing like shuttles and and runs on the beach because you know a week a week off of anything, you're gonna lose ground to the guys that are coming in who already have spots. So mm-hmm. it starts it starts I would say two two months out from when we report. I. I know Kalish was showing us a slide the other day. It was 89 days till preseason. And I looked at that and I was like, wow, like I need, I need to start thinking about it a little bit. I mean, cause this, our season wound down and I've been taking, taking some days off, but it's, it's never too early to really just get back, get back on the horse and start climbing the mountain. So. Very nice. Yeah. So in the, in your selection process, I'm going to, I'll bring something up that I think a lot of, uh, players are going through in their decision-making process. And for you, you know, a lot of family uh, has has been through SLU. And there was the heritage of your family going to, to SLU. Um, so when you, when you think of a lot of players that are going through the selection process, you know, mom or dad might be pressuring them, uh, maybe or maybe not. But there's always, you know, there's always that little lean. Maybe you should check out the school I went to. You know, maybe you should play there. How do you advise someone to navigate that to where their family has history at that school or their parents went to that school? And how do you think it should affect a, a kid's recruiting decision? This one hits home for, for Tyler. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, no, that's a good question. I, at the end of the day, it's it's really just about does the player see themselves staying there for four years and enjoying their time at that point? It's, you know, it's a little bit more than soccer. Of course, soccer is a big, obviously that's what everyone, you know, we're going to school. We want to play soccer, but if you can't see yourself staying there for four years and enjoying your time, whether it's the location of it, of it, whether it's the academic side of it, if you don't think you're getting enough out of it, the the player's got to make the ultimate decision. And then, in terms of soccer, you should never go to a certain school based based on a feeling of, of, of your parents, obviously, but you want to make sure that you fit in with how that team's playing. I know I looked at a few schools and the coaches, you know, it, it's good to watch when you're in high school, it's good to watch college games and see how teams play. I mean, I'm 5'7", and I played at 138 this year. If I play, if I went to a school that just played extremely direct and kicked the ball over my head, I wouldn't be getting much out of this. So, as much as as much as uh, you want to like 
see your parents, you know, go to their school. It's really about how uh, the player can adjust to the team and the, the location of the school. What a really good piece of advice there, Josh, and the fact that, you know, he's stressing to make sure you watch the teams, play games. I guarantee you this happens a lot to where kids, you know, go to the school because of the school, right, or because of the coach or because of this and, and don't have any idea of, am I going to be able to even play at this level? Well, do I see myself on the field? Do I have an opportunity? Do they play my style that fits me? Like um, Johnny said, like that's a great – indicator of of how you can be more successful and, and not have to think about making a poor decision at some point Tyler you, so you asked the, the question sorry I know but you, so you asked this question because in and I'll give you some background Tyler has his own fountain at, at Culver uh Culver Stock is I think going to be renamed to Culver Tomlinson um but but Tyler is is what you call you know same as you John Tyler's a legacy there your your dad went there your grand I mean and so is you asked that question because I mean I'm sure that weighed heavily on you when you made a decision to go to college too right well it did I I actually and I don't know if, if Johnny did this or not I rebelled against it for a little bit you know just because of that fact um, so I think a lot of kids go through that mentality. And so you, sometimes it's an all or nothing mentality. Um, and I know a lot of kids are, are going through that. I just, I really liked the answer of, of narrowing it down that way. So talk, let's talk then about what other factors for you personally, what were the things that stood out about the school and the soccer program that eventually made you decide to choose SLU? Yeah, honestly, my dad, he really didn't pressure me into anything. He wanted me to take in all the options and I didn't commit until I was in April of my senior year. So I committed extremely late. Not that I was putting it off necessarily, but SLU hadn't really approached me because there was a coach change, coaching change. So I was kind of in a weird situation. And I think deep down, I knew I always wanted to go to SLU because I love the city of St. Louis. I love uh, the campus that it's, it's in the city and the academic as- aspect was really good. Um, and then, obviously, the scholarship piece is just a huge part of it for any family. So those four reasons are the main reasons I did it for myself. And then um, the legacy was just kind of the cherry on top. My grandpa gets to see me play every game. My dad can come in and see me, and I have you know relatives that live here too. But those, those first four, scholarship, the the campus the academic piece and then just the soccer that those are the things you just have to weigh when you're trying to make a decision so how much how much fitness are you doing you talked about one thing you can control is is being is being fit dive dive a little more into that to that that fitness piece and and i know you mentioned the beep test and but dive more into the the level of fitness that is is required for you at, 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 at the division one level yeah, I, it, this year it um, it ramped even up even more, just the style that we tried to play. We tried to high-press teams and just go at them. Um, and you just have to, you know, so- everyone knows who plays soccer. Soccer fitness is just, it's not the same as going out for a stroll in the park. You got to be able to, you got to kind of make your own plan of how you're going to get game fitness if you can't get games. I'm fortunate enough this summer to be able to 
be getting games in the USL two with um, St. Louis Scott Gallagher. But if guys can't can't do that, they need to be doing like sprints on probably multiple days a week, and then maybe the other days it's you know it is a longer endurance run. But you kind of have to. I, I know now I've kind of figured out my body enough to where I know okay these days it's high intensity sprints these days it's longer endurance runs and I just think it's important to combine the two because soccer is just a game of of all of it you know so you just kind of have to learn your body and and just be able to push it um, as hard as you can. Do you have a um... Is it is your summer or an off season guided from the coaching staff? Like, do you have a fitness packet or anything? Yeah, we do. Our our strength coach Rob Hornet is awesome. He he's uh, given us all. He gave us all the packets about a week ago and stuff. And um, they're very detailed of what days <laughs> um, your are your you know longer distance or short short endurance runs. Right. What what a great strength conditioning hornet like that is just a cool name yeah he worked he worked with the golden state warriors he's awesome wow okay, nice. wow that yeah that's that's a really good so johnny so johnny looking back uh, what what advice do you do you give to sophomores juniors and possibly even seniors that are kind of like thinking that that are wanting to play division one um what's what's a couple pieces of advice that, that you can give to them i think it's important to be proactive in the process. You need to be reaching out to people. Um, a lot of these coaches aren't going to pursue that many players. Of course, some of them will catch. They'll, you know, catch a few guys um, who are unbelievable players. But for a majority of D one players, you're going to have to make the first move. You're going to have to reach out to them, and that all starts with just a solid, a solid video. I never made a really good highlight video. And I regret it to this day because coaches all over the country get hundreds and hundreds of videos. But if you have a, a good GPA, a good highlight clip at a you know decent level, and you send it to a coach, odds are they'll they'll take a look. And if that video is good enough to just catch their eye for a split second, you know they'll probably they'll probably hit your line back. So I think it's just important to be proactive in the process and really reach out instead of sitting around waiting. And I think that's why, kind of, why I committed so late is because I thought, oh, I'm good enough; they'll they'll come find me. <laughs> well, there's thousands of other kids that they're looking at as well. well so that, that is huge. Oh, sorry, Tyler, hang on. That and we'll move the topic there. But that, what what a huge advice that you just said is that is that they didn't come knocking on your door because I think that is a huge misconception of people and i think it's even more so division one but they say oh yeah. i'm gonna sit back i'm a re- i'm a good player i'm gonna sit back and, and stanford's gonna call me and give me a hundred thousand dollars a year and i'm gonna play soccer and and where's my limo um and so i mean for someone like for you you grew up in soccer you i mean your your family in soccer and, and and you're i mean a freshman of the year so you're a heck of a player and you and you still think you didn't do enough to reach out i mean that's that that's I mean that's huge advice I think that's um I, yeah I'm so glad that you that you said that it, it's yeah what 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 great what great hindsight and great advice that you have for those kids sorry Tyler no I, I think it's great I mean I, I can use that you know and I'm like hey the A10 freshman of the year was had yeah. to be proactive you know you got to be proactive yeah. I think that's a really good yeah. advice for 
for incoming players. So was there a moment that you knew you could play D1 before, before, before you actually showed up and played there, like in your brain as a, as a club player and high school player, was there this moment that like, I, I can do this. I can play D1. And were there, and were there doubters? Were there people that like, you can't do that? Yeah. I, I kind of always knew, I think just with, um, my play, I was just always really confident in myself. There were for sure doubts. I mean, I'm not a not a big kid. I won't catch your eye with size on the field. But with how hard I worked and just how I, I feel I buzz around the field, I thought, okay, enough people will see me to where I will be able to play um, at a Division One school. I think there were a lot of coaches who did doubt me. I know – I reached out to a few. They did come to the games, and I never heard from them again. And in the back of my mind, I still think, okay, well, th- you know, they, they missed out on me, whatever. But, you know, it all it all happens for a reason. I think it, it uh, helped me. You know, it just kind of fueled me a little bit. I don't think there was a specific moment. I just think I was always confident right. enough in my game to where I thought, you know, I knew I could do it. Have you played against those coaches that came to watch you play and didn't call back? <laughs> I don't think so. There was only a few, and I think they they was it was at like a Florida showcase or something. I don't think I've played uh, their schools. No. <laughs> so, uh, kind of follow up question back, still kind of on the recruitment you know, and to help you know help kids kind of grasp this. So, you, again, Division One high level. How many how many schools? How many Division One schools were after you? Um, I mean, were you getting flooded with Division One emails, or is it kind of what was what was that what was that what did that look like for you? I wouldn't say flooded. I did, you know, have a decent uh, a few decent options, but there's there's a difference between someone really wanting you and you know, kind of just talking to you, hoping that you'll either walk on or be able to pay the entire thing and just be a part of the team. And I could kind of sense that I really didn't, didn't want to go somewhere where I was, you know, the last option where they didn't value me. And there, I had a few that really did value me. And I, and those were kind of at the top of my, my radar. Um, and the others, they were there and they, in, to be honest, they were bigger schools and I was like, wow, it'd be cool to go there. But at the end of the day, I didn't think they valued me enough to, to pull the trigger on those. Yeah, that's that's fantastic, man. That's and and a lot of this is I mean, really mature advice that, that you're looking back at and maybe it's helpful that you had the pedigree of, of, of people in your family that played soccer, but um and but this really mature advice, man. That's that's this is uh yeah, this is some of the best advice from a current player that, 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 I mean, I have heard, I don't, I don't want to speak for Tyler, but um, it's been fantastic. man. Yeah. I think for me, one of the best things that, that, that I've got uh, so far um, from Johnny is his self-awareness, right? I think that's really important that other kids right now can pick up on, right. Uh, knowing uh, his confidence in, in, in his play, knowing where he could fit in as far as a soccer player, like, Hey, I could play D one. Then having the self-awareness to be like, well, I have to pick the right school. Cause I want it to, to fit my style of play. So I had to watch teams play. And then, and then the, the last self-awareness, um, you know, as a college coach, it's kind of interesting to hear, you know, he, he wasn't going to be the bargain kid. 
you know, that that's kind of what was going through my mind. Like, hey, do you think we can get Johnny for a bargain and then go get some <laughs> other players and then he'll be really good, but we didn't have to, you know, give him as much money. You know, he yeah. didn't want to be the bargain kid. He wanted to be the kid that was valued and said, like, hey, we want you to come in and play and, and help us out. So I think what I really like, Johnny, from you is is you have a high level of self-awareness, which I think, you know, probably shows to you as a soccer player. Are you are you do you evaluate yourself? Are you hard on yourself? Uh, do you watch yourself play a lot and try to get a lot out of it when you when you watch film and, and reflect? Yeah, definitely. At SLU, we have these things. They're called IDPs, Individual Development Plan. And it's basically just a sheet with your your short-term goals, your long-term goals, um, and then all your strengths and weaknesses. And it's just a document that we share with the coaches. The coaches, we compare and reflect, and we look at, all right, this is what you need to do better next season. This is what you did well, and, and so on. And so I think – like you said, the self-awareness as a player is just really important because it allows you, it allows you to be real with yourself of what you need to get better at and not put those things off. Cause I think a lot of players when they think, all right, you know, my, my ball striking is not great. All right, I'll do that. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. You know, just push things off. You gotta, yeah. you gotta just confront the brutal facts with it and, and be real with yourself. If you really want to develop as a player. Yeah, it's funny. Joe and I just talked about um, on playing today. Actually, is is about helping kids understand their strengths and, and their weaknesses. And so, you know, having you say that is it's a thing that I think kids struggle with, and I think parents struggle with it as well um, of knowing their kids' strengths and, and, and weaknesses. But I think it's it, like I said, it's funny. Joe and I just had that conversation today, and it's, it's such a vital part of. Um, of, of a player development to know here's what I'm good at. Here's what I'm not good at. And here's what I need to improve at. And, um, I, yeah, that's, 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 that's great insight. So this is where we play the exit music. Um, but, um, if there's Tyler, anything else to add or Johnny, we'll give you the last word of, uh, of, of one sentence, uh, sentence of advice to, to, to give to players here. You, you got, you got 10 seconds, man. Yeah, I think the two things I learned from Johnny first before I, we let him go off is, is you know, self-awareness and proactive. I think those are two really huge things um, that, that that recruits now can, can pick up on from him. Yeah. Yeah, last thing I would just say is just same thing with self-awareness. Just have a clear identity of who you are and, and stick with it because that's what coaches will, will want. They want the player that they that they know and, and not someone else who's trying to be someone else. So. Uh, Johnny, thanks so much, man. This has been CapChat live from the beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Next week, we'll continue our player stories and player series, um, diving into NAIA uh, and then hearing that from a player perspective. And then we're going to head over to JUCO. And then we're going to take a little, little breather and head into Tyler's summer series. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be random. It's going to be chaotic. Um so it's 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 gonna be fun. Thanks thanks for joining us for all of us here. Tyler, and congratulations on the Tyler Tomlinson Award behind you. Um, I'm really proud of you for, for winning that. So, uh, but everyone, thanks for joining. And this has been Capshaw.
Thanks for listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. Be sure to check back every two weeks for new episodes of Cap Chat exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. My name is Josh Tyler, and this is Cap Chat.